So before we get to the show this week, I wanted to take a moment to send our well wishes to CK1 over at the Don't Tread on Me Rika podcast. <laughs> Don't laugh, Judson. Sorry. You're doing a nice thing here. He's the one that sounds kind of <laughs> like Hank Hill. <laughs> right. Right. But, but you also mispronounced their podcast again in, the, in your nice thing. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. Apparently, he had surgery, Judson. He had surgery, I think it was last week. Right. I had heard that. Now, I understand the surgery went well, and he is recovering nicely at home. Uh, sadly, however, the uh, the bald eagle they extracted from his rectum did not make it. <laughs> so a moment of silence before we start the show. They have now banned six books from Dr. Seuss. Would you like them here or there? I would not like them here or there. I would not like them anywhere. I don't like it in a house with a mouse. I don't like it with a box with a fox. I don't like it here or there. <laughs> Bill Hammer, I don't like this anywhere. Do you like green eggs and ham? I do not like them, Sam I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. Now stop talking about Dr. Seuss and start working with us on behalf of the American workers. You're listening to Facts and Friends. Welcome to this black is white, up is down, right is wrong, bizarro world episode of the Facts and Friends podcast. That's not what I wrote. I know. Uh, as keen returning listeners have already realized, my name is Judson, and everything is weird this week. Joining me is my friend and our usual host, though most of you are probably more familiar with his work as Tucker Carlson's stunt double, <laughs> mainly taking over when Tuck's white supremacy-induced erection can't be hidden by the desk any longer. It's Tino! Hi, Tino! God damn it, Judson. <laughs> <laughs> that is just offensive. So, first of all, I don't know why you're introducing me, but uh, when I introduce you every week, I go out of my way to share an independently verified little-known fact about your life. <laughs> and you go and make up that garbage about me being Tucker Carlson's stunt double. That's just preposterous. How could I be a stunt double when I'm his life coach? <laughs> you might want to look for, like, a new career. <laughs> Are you saying I'm not doing a good job? I I, I definitely would not put that on my resume. That's all I'm. That's all I'm going to say. All right. So, <laughs> well, what what is going on here? So yeah, uh, this is weird. Normally, as our longtime listeners know, Tino carries the bulk of the show hosting duties, but for reasons that will likely become apparent soon, I'm taking over the show today. Sort of was a last minute thing, so apologies for however I screw this up, but some stuff happened that I needed to get off my chest. So we're going to get to that a little bit further down in the show. We've got a lot of ground to cover today, but first I thought, you know, since I stole the show from Tino that I'd let him pick like one of the stories he was planning on talking about before I co-opted it. Well, it's, it's our show. It's not my show. <laughs> And steal it from me. That's true. You could have told me before we went on the air. I feel like the <laughs> Giuliani and WABC when they played the disclaimer, the, disavowing them of anything right. he said, but didn't tell him about it first. Right. They could have told me. They could have warned me. <laughs> okay. Real quick. Two things. One and a half things. Real quick. Okay. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> canceled. I heard he was canceled. He wasn't canceled. <laughs> right. He he wasn't. He wasn't canceled. I don't understand how the right can so spectacular spectacularly misunderstand a subject unless they're doing it on purpose it's, it's absolutely willful well for the right-wing media it's certainly willful and for 
right wing politicians, it's absolutely and the, willful. And the politicians, yeah, exactly. But the people believing it are just kind of eating up the lies. Correct. It wasn't canceled. Six books were pulled from republications. Six low performing books you've never heard of. Right. <laughs> All the ones you've heard of are still out there, and you can still buy them. And they were pulled because they were both low performing. And had some racist tropes in them. Right. Exactly. Like, I could read off the list of the ones that were pulled. You've never heard of any of them unless you studied Dr. Seuss for some reason. Exactly. Horton Hears a Who is fine. Cat, uh, cat in the Hat and is ham, fine. Fine. Yeah, Cat in the Hat. Fine. It's not those things. They'd probably be glad if they banned the Lorax. <laughs> they might. They, they didn't really care for the Lorax, yeah. Well, Judson, because the right is the right, there were record sales of Dr. Of course Seuss they were. books. Which, which makes me think it was all a marketing ploy by the Seuss Enterprise Group, whatever they're called. The Seuss Estate. <laughs> so I don't remember where I read or heard this, but one summary of what these right-wing geniuses did is because they were so so mad that Dr. Seuss Enterprises had quote unquote canceled Dr. Seuss. They went out and bought a shit ton of their products, showering them with money. Well, because they're mad at the liberal left for canceling, trying to cancel Dr. Seuss when that's not in any way what happened. The liberal left had nothing to do with it. I'm sure there are plenty of out there that think that Biden did it. This is essentially a corporate decision, free enterprise, capitalism at work. I just love that they rewarded them for it. Yeah, it was a brilliant marketing ploy, and I wish I had stock in whatever this company is. I don't. I, they, How's I don't, your tiny violin stock doing, by the way? It's excellent. It's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Just through the roof. You would yeah, not believe. I assume all the misplaced whining about Dr. Seuss would have given that stock a nice bump. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, Ke Kevin McCarthy reading The Cat in the Hat, a book that was not canceled. It was not. It, it, Ted Cruz <sighs> has been selling signed copies of Green Eggs and Ham. A book he did not write. He, did, he didn't write it. He made $125,000 in 24 hours. Who wants Ted Cruz's signature? Uh, I would depend on what it was on, I think. Re resignation letter, I take it. it. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Well, that was the main thing I just want to talk about because it just blows my mind how clueless the right is. And they call us ignorant. Oh, they do. Yes, they do. Other thing is just very quickly on Andrew Cuomo. Uh, yeah. Here's It's very quick. Here's all I have to say about Andrew Cuomo. And you feel free to add whatever you'd like to this. Andrew Cuomo is a self-obsessed, likely serial sexual harasser and an all-around piece of shit. He should resign yesterday. Full stop. Agreed. That's it. Yeah, I, 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 hundred percent agree. I don't. Th there's no excuse there, given the the number of people who have come forward with allegations that seem to be substantiating each other. I mean, there's just there's no excuse here. Ab absolutely, should investigate it, and I will, won't deny the man due process. But resignation is not about denying him due process. It's about accepting culpability for his actions that were inappropriate. It's a political act. It's not. This is not. A court we can we can adjudicate this separately exactly we're not we're not sending him to prison for this right but the right thing to do politically is to admit that you've made mistakes and to resign as a result of that and we're not even talking about the nursing homes no that's what we're not even talking about the, the duplicitousness of it's lying about the numbers how they yeah. handled the covid uh, it's just it's awful he reminds me of trump in so many ways and i just want to note something here i mean i probably don't have to for our audience but look how consistent we're being in addressing the Cuomo scandal, and perhaps other scandals we've addressed that surround Republicans. For sure. We want Cuomo to resign. He's a Democrat. It doesn't matter. He's an asshole. Yeah. And he doesn't deserve to be governor of New York. He, he doesn't. He, he, he has disgraced himself in the office. He needs to resign. That, that's it. Okay. The floor is yours. <laughs> well, I had one more thing, because uh, you and I both watched it, uh, I guess, today. Tucker Carlson. 
our friend of the show and you're, you know, the, the person you're stunt doubling for. Life coach. Life, life I'm, coach. Sorry, I'm sorry, life coaching. <laughs> Is that the guy that said this? Just want to make sure I have the right Tucker Carlson. Sure. So if the question is, what's the capital of Canada? For the record, it's a place called Ottawa. <laughs> That's the guy. That was before I was his life coach, by the way. He can now say Ottawa correctly. He can now say Ottawa? I don't yes. believe it. I don't believe it. I got I to gotta hear that. It's 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now that we know that we're talking about the same Tucker Carlson. That, that's the one. All right. You know, you often see those headlines, uh, late night host eviscerates Target, right? Yeah. So I think it would be appropriate to say that last night, John Oliver eviscerated Tucker Carlson. Oh, decisively <laughs> and spectacularly. It was wonderful. And, I, and I'm and i not even going to have Tino play any clips of this. Nope. You should you should just go watch the show. The, the, it's free the, on YouTube. The re- yeah, the relevant portions on YouTube if you want to watch it for free. If you don't have HBO, that's totally fine. It's not terribly funny. But it's incredibly effective. It's a just a decisive deconstruction of Tucker Carlson and his allegiance to white supremacy. Right. Though he will deny it on all counts. He is. And he makes an ironclad case. Yeah, absolutely. But the reason that I wanted to talk about Tucker a little bit and then about John Oliver's evisceration <laughs> Please of Please tell him. us because... <laughs> <laughs> because there's rarely a good reason to talk about Tucker Carlson. <laughs> there's not. I'm apologizing in advance here, but I do want you to play one other clip of Tucker's voice for me. So all of this should prompt some pretty tough questions for our public health experts in this country. And one of those questions is, how effective is this coronavirus vaccine? How necessary is it to take the vaccine? Don't dismiss those questions from anti-vaxxers. Don't kick people off social media for asking them. Answer the questions. Now, several things I want to talk about right now. Okay. One is uh, this has become a big issue right now. The idea that some people are hesitant to take the vaccines. Right. And it's urged on by people like Tucker Carlson. He is a white supremacist. No question. John Oliver made that case very, very clearly last night. I don't think it's fair to say he's a white supremacist. Well, he is... He's engaging in a white supremacist rhetoric. Absolutely. And he does certainly doesn't discourage it. And he seems to promote it. I just don't know if he is himself a white supremacist. He's certainly friendly to them. It could be that he's simply yeah, playing that role, I guess. But I don't know where to draw the line between the character and the person, right? He's an advocate. Yeah. But not only is he engaging in this you know, coded language about white supremacy, he's also one of the people who's got the biggest voice on Fox News, who is encouraging his viewers to essentially not get the vaccine. He's not saying it out. He's not saying it outright. He's doing much like he does with white supremacy. He's asking questions, questions that are disingenuous, questions that uh, you could easily find the answer to, like the ones he just asked in that clip. Questions that, as John Oliver pointed out in his piece, he's pointing to there's only one answer to the question and the question, the answer is yes. Heavily implying the answer is yes or no, whichever one he wants the answer to be at the time, right? How safe is this vaccine? Well, if you looked it up like I did, you'd find out that there are almost no uh, negative effects of the vaccine. You know, minor, minor things like you get with most vaccines, a flu vaccine. That tactic, Judson, to me, reeks of coming from Fox's legal department. Oh, absolutely. I'm just asking questions, yeah. It's one thing. You can't come out and say it, but you can ask the question. Yeah, of course. That's the same thing Donald Trump would do, right? You know, he's just, I'm just asking questions. Or say a lot of people are saying. Yeah, I'm hearing this from a lot of people. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not making the claim. <laughs> It's all to a- a- avoid accountability from the right. party of personal responsibility. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, like I said, I looked up some of this, and and, and you and you can see I, I hit like 
I don't know, five or six different articles that came out in the last couple of days. Uh, Vox, Washington Post. Fake news. <laughs> They're all putting out articles about these people who are hesitant, the vaccine hesitant. The, they are reluctant to get the vaccine or, or maybe outright saying that they won't get it. And so you're looking at just huge numbers over per a recent UC Davis study, over a third of adults in the U.S. either will not or are not, are not sure about getting a COVID vaccine. A, th a third of adults. In another study, 49% of men in the GOP said they would not get the vaccine. 49%. That's like half. There's a boy in the GOP that won't get one either. Wh who's that? Madison Cawthorn. He's he's a boy now? He's just a boy. He's just a boy. <laughs> a little Nazi boy. <laughs> he punches rotten trees very strongly. That tree had it coming. <laughs> It was a Pelosi tree. Oh, God. No, he announced that he would not be getting the vaccine because... Of course not. Well, it, it, he's in Congress. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. In con even in Congress, okay? Now, Madison Cawthorn is like, uh, what is he, 25? 20 yeah, he's 25. Yeah. So, uh, but the average age in the House is 58, and more than one in three members are 65 and older. Right. But only 75% of the House has received the vaccine, and they've had access to it for the longest, essentially. And your boy, Donald Trump, got it in utter secrecy. Yeah. Because so many of his followers are QAnon people, and now that's their big thing is being anti-coronavirus vaccine. And anti Correct. That's how my mother and sister got involved in QAnon, through because they were anti-vaxxers and still are. Yep. But Trump deliberately got it in secret so as not to upset his supporters. And his wife, he and Melania, both. Yeah. And then, yeah, kept it under wraps. Meanwhile, actual leaders are getting it publicly right. and encouraging everyone else to get it. Yep. But so the, even in but the House, because of the you know 25% of the House not being vaccinated, uh, there's some question about when they'll be able to lift their coronavirus restrictions. Makes sense. Well, they have an office there. The Office of Attending Physician says that they can't make a determination uh, until they have more coverage of uh, vaccinated people in the house. And so th that's where we are. Well, now, while we're still in the rollout phase of the vaccine, where we are right now, I would say the problem is less dire because we've, you know, we've rapidly ramped up vaccine delivery, but we're, uh, we're still in the process of rolling this out. So the fact that some people aren't getting it, I mean, not everyone can get it right now anyway. There's, there's a, a line already, right? There's a queue formed. Yeah, I can't get it yet. Yeah, I'm, I don't know when I'll actually get my shot, but I'm eligible this week. But as we get the vaccine rolled out, we're, we're going to plateau if these people continue to insist that they won't get it. And that leaves us well below the threshold for herd immunity. We don't know. We don't know exactly what percentage of the population needs to be inoculated for us to achieve herd immunity. But if a third of the people won't get it, then we're not going to make it there, whatever that number is. And so this is going to become a very big problem, such a big problem that it's going to become uh, that the Biden administration is planning to spend a billion dollars on a campaign to convince reluctant adults to get the shot. A billion dollars just to convince people to get this vaccine we've been begging for for over a year. Yeah, I mean, Frank Luntz did a focus group over the weekend. Yeah, that was the, the Washington Post article you, you sent me. Of reluctant tr uh, Trump-supporting yep. people with vaccine reluctancy. And the doctor for the most part in the focus group convinced them they had politicians on right-wing politicians on there as well yep and they were not convinced by the politics but they were convinced by the doctor yeah but, but by the information that is readily available publicly but in their micro realities they don't get that information right because they don't they don't look it up like tucker tucker's questions you know is this safe uh he asked in another clip that i saw today you know what's the risk of miscarriage if you're pregnant and get the vaccine is there a study on that can we see that and there and the 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 video is basically them googling that information 
and finding the answer in like 20 seconds. Well, depending on where you are, your Google shows different results too. So if I go, if I live in a blue state and I Google, if I live in California, like a blue part of California, sure. and I Google coronavirus vaccine, the autofill is going to be much different than if I do it in Alabama. Yeah, but if you're asking a specific question, like... How safe is the coronavirus vaccine? No, but so the autofills show up like coronavirus is not safe. That's the first thing that shows up. So so that person's drawn to that. If that's, yeah, if that's what they're searching. That, that would... Do you think a lot of these anti-vaxxer people, the people that are, are uh, hesitant, do you think the majority of them are thorough researchers? Oh, absolutely not. No. They find information that confirms their biases. Right. That's what they go with. And yeah. the algorithms drive them to that direction too. Well, and the more they search for that sort of information, that's right. the more likely they are to find that kind of information. So. Exactly. But if you simply go to cdc.gov, you can find out information about how safe the vaccine is, how many it's controlled by the Chinese doses we've, how many doses we've delivered over 107 million, I think, as of last count. What do you think the C stands for in CDC? Which one? China. <laughs> it's either center or control. China. Center of control. Oh God. Anyway, I it's just, this is a very a very big deal. But you're probably asking yourself right now, like, why did I force you to listen to Tucker Carlson? The answer to the question: What would happen if white privilege had a one night stand with itself and the condom broke? And then I proceeded to throw you know facts and talk at you for the last I don't know ten minutes at least. Felt like a lot longer to me. It felt but... like a lot longer. <laughs> it's only been about ten, I think. Well, before we can answer that question, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, change out of our tiny little bow ties. <laughs> And then recharge the batteries in our COVID vaccine tracking implants. I haven't gotten mine yet. Oh, we've got to get you one. I know. How is the government going to know where I am? (laughs) It's not like I carry my cell phone everywhere. Right, exactly. Anyway, we'll be right back. The Facts and Friends podcast is brought to you by people like you. More and more, corporate America is taking over the podcast scene. Your support helps stave off a complete takeover. Please take a moment to share the podcast with your friends and followers via social media or word of mouth. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for helping out. It really does mean a lot. Okay, so we just spent a lot of time talking about Tucker Carlson and people who are hesitant to get the vaccine. We did. Why did we do that, Tino? I don't know. You did the show this week. I did. I'm just along for the ride. (laughs) Let's... Let's talk about my dad. Hmm, do we have to? Yes. We haven't really talked about your dad on this show all we that much. haven't really. I'm going to give a little backstory. Okay. If you've listened to our previous show, not the last episode, but the last podcast we did, the NPR podcast, we've talked about my dad multiple occasions. Oh, our Father's Day episodes were wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how this one's going to go this year. Uh, but he and I have very different political views. Well, views on almost everything. We're, we do not agree on very much. I last voluntarily called him on the phone pr- prior to just this weekend in the summer of 2019. I angrily hung up on him when he argued that America's 200 year history of racism means that racism today isn't really racism anymore it's just part of our history and so therefore it's fine does that make sense to anybody except for the most fevered brain thank you jake i had the same question and i don't know what kind of fevered brain it takes to do that but that's that's my dad for you and so after almost a a year and a half i i did call him i've spoken to him in the intervening months but i had not myself reached out to him until this weekend but this weekend i broke my rule because um because of baseball my dad played baseball i played baseball my son plays baseball and so my son had a really really good day hit a home run and turned a double play it was a really good really good day so i guess i felt like i that my dad would appreciate the story of my son's good 
baseball day, right? Mm-hmm. So I called him. And the first thing that I found out is my stepmom's in the hospital. Oh, my gosh. She has pneumonia. Oh. It does not appear to be COVID-related. At okay. least she's tested negative for it. They don't think it's bacterial, so they think it's viral, but not COVID. Okay. I don't I don't know quite how serious we're talking. She's I mean, she's not intubated or anything as far as I know. She's not on a on a ventilator or anything, but uh she's got pneumonia in it and, and serious enough to have landed her in the hospital. So that's news and, and not good news, obviously. I I mean Again, I don't get along well with them, but I don't wish ill on my family. Sure. I do sometimes. <laughs> on mine or in yours? Yours. Oh, okay. And mine. <laughs> so that kind of put a damper on the baseball talk, but we did get around to the baseball and I was, you know, uh, he was appropriately proud and, and really interested. And I, I felt like I had done a good thing by calling and reaching out. And then, you know, I, after the baseball talk, I was like, you know, you listen, my, I'm eligible. As I just told you guys a, a bit ago, I'll be eligible for the vaccine this week. So, you know, maybe we can, you know, hang out again soon. He can come to a game and see the kids, right? Right? That that seems reasonable. <laughs> I feel like our roles are completely switched. <laughs> I know your dad. So, no, I don't think that's going to sound reasonable at all to him. Why not? What's wrong? Because he's fa- so far down that Trump rabbit hole that, like you said at the top of the show, up is down, down is up. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not wrong, Tino. I can't, I can't fool you. Um, <laughs> he hasn't gotten his vaccine. How old is he? He is... 65 she's in the he's in the range he's been eligible okay. he also has multiple conditions that would put him in uh in eligibility is, is being an asshole a condition that put you uh into an eligible category but i thought you weren't eligible tino <laughs> well, that's a good point <laughs> so no he's had he had a walked right into that one. <laughs> it sure did uh he had a triple bypass like younger than i am now wow he has had a heart attack in the last oh god it's been a while now but he's he's got a lot of things that he should definitely be looking out for himself over and COVID is right. not a thing he wants to get. And he started it off though. I, I can give you the, the quote cause it's, it's seared into my brain. I was, I mentioned, you know, the vaccine and that I was going to get it. And, and he says, well, you know, my bent on that. I'm like, no, what's your bent? And he says that he doesn't want to be an experiment. An experiment. 4.6 million people got vaccinated yesterday. I think we've passed the experimental phase a while back. 107 or maybe 110 million as of today. I didn't I haven't seen the nose numbers, but you know, we're well past experimental in terms of the number of people who have had the vaccine. Absolutely. We had massive trials with tens of thousands of people that showed safety and efficacy. These vaccines are absurdly effective. Absurdly effective, absurdly safe. I didn't rattle off the numbers earlier, but you know, if you're talking 95% effective at reducing symptomatic maybe in the 80s percent of uh, uh, reducing asymptomatic carrying of the virus and and reducing viral load by like four times what it is in people who don't have the vaccine versus those who do even if they manage to do to contract covid yeah the expert on the frank luntz call who i think worked at the cdc for a while under the obama administration he pointed out to them that 90 some percent of doctors got the vaccine Right, exactly. Shouldn't that tell you something? They're in the pocket of big pharma. Oh, God. No, I mean, no, it should. It absolutely should. And it, and apparently with that focus group, it did work. It did, yeah. The question is, you know, can you parlay that into a wider message to those sorts of people that would be effective? And I don't know because I talked to my dad for a quarter of an hour trying to convince him to get the damn shot. I haven't seen the episode, but uh, I was listening today to Pod Save America, which is a great podcast. 
Right. I mean, not as good as ours, but it's good. It's good. No, no, it's not as good as ours. <laughs> they don't talk about gay porn on their show. Is that even a podcast if you don't talk about gay porn? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it qualifies. I, I'd have to look up the dictionary <laughs> definition. But, um, but they were saying that one of the problems is that the left or scientists or doctors or family members are kind of going about approaching their vaccine hesitant family members the wrong way or vaccine hesitant people in general. And I guess last week they had a a psychologist on who was talking about how to do it, that you have to have empathy, that you have to pretend that their assumption is valid, (laughs) right? Right. You can't can't just come after them and say, you're stupid, here's this, and and beat them over the head with the science, that it will never work. Uh, You're probably right. Well, it's not my opinion. No, no, that's probably probably correct. I I, I would agree. That seems to be the case. I'm I'm not great at those conversations, so (laughs) that's why I try to, I try not to be involved in those because I know I'm not the most persuasive spokesperson because subtlety is not a trait you and I share. <laughs> it's not. I am not only f- I have it. I am not a fan of pretending like stupid ideas are good ideas. It's just not a thing I do well. And these are stupid ideas. He said it doesn't keep you from getting sick. And I'm like, what? Yes, it does. And also, what? <laughs> Who told you this? Okay, so you definitely confirmed you went about this the wrong way. <laughs> of course. Of course I did. He said, well, he told me there was a nurse and her husband and they got the vaccine. Well, he only got the first one, but they both got the vaccines and they got sick after getting the shot. Did I say a vaccine was 100% effective? Point the motherfucker out to me who said it was 100% effective and I can throat punch them. It's it not. Tucker Carlson. No vaccine is. No vaccine is 100% effective. That, that, that's never been a thing. You gave me the literal definition of an anecdote as your as your proof. Mm-hmm. He did. And and you're telling me that that means that it doesn't work, except that the mountains of evidence we have say that it's 94%, 95% effective. Depending on the vaccine, but yeah. Depending on the vaccine. I mean, every qualified expert in the field recommends getting the vaccine. Is that true? Well, he told me that wasn't accurate. Well, I think it depends on your the definition of qualified. Exactly. Then we argued over our definitions of qualified. But but he wouldn't even give me the name of a person. Like he wouldn't tell me who who said he shouldn't get it. There isn't one. Exactly, because because there, there isn't one. There's just they Tucker, ask there's just Tucker Carlson asking questions. Yeah. That's what he's listening to. I said, like, tell me the name of one qualified medical professional who says you, a thrice over at risk individual, shouldn't get a COVID nineteen vaccine. You've got multiple medical conditions. You're over the age where you where you're at at greater risk. There are so many reasons that you should you should get it. He told me as like a defense that his he got his mom, my grandmother, uh, is vaccinated now. His older brother has gotten the shot, and he he brought that up like it's an example of how he's taking the virus seriously and taking the proper precautions, just not for himself. Does he does he wear a mask in public? You know, I'm not sure. I think I, I know he has a mask. I've seen a picture of him with the mask. Mm-hmm. So I know he's got them. I don't know how. I'm not sure how consistently he's wearing it. I would suspect it's not as consistently as I'm wearing it. Um, my sister, his daughter, my half sister, uh, got COVID. So yeah, they're not taking it as seriously as I would like. Freedom. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> you got to do it like Ted Cruz, though. How does he do it? From the William Wallace, the Braveheart one. Remember that thing, the Braveheart. I don't think I saw that. Oh, that's a, that's she a, was murdered. It's, it's from the same <laughs> like speech. It's from the same speech at CPAC. Yeah. <laughs> I spent, like I said, like a quarter of an hour on the phone with him begging, pleading, and, and in cases sometimes demanding that he just get the shot. I appealed not to just the fact that it, that it protects him, but that it protects the people around him. You know, his, his wife now has pneumonia. If he were to contract COVID and then pass it on to her. She may have compromised 
respiratory system. That's yeah. that's bad. You get the shot to protect not just you, but to, to everyone that you come into contact with, especially those that you're around most often. And it was obviously all in vain, right? He's going to take it into consideration. We live in a country where we can still make this choice, he says. And I'm like, but you're making a bad choice here. This is why I haven't made the choice yet. I'm like, no, no. The decision to delay is itself a bad choice. Sure. Irrespective of what other other bad choices you might make in the future. Calling him was a bad choice, Justin. Calling him was a bad choice. It was a mistake. I haven't told him yet, but I my, my wife and I talked it over after. And I think uh, we're not going to visit. Uh, even after we're vaccinated, we're not going to visit. There's, I mean, I, I, you might call it punitive and a small part of me probably agrees and is relishing that a bit but okay so there is an element of wanting to punish him in there but but the right. same you're also protecting them no absolutely that, that was our argument like you know this is for him he may he may not agree he may get mad but this is to protect him so judson um yeah. our time is almost up and um we need to is this a therapy it. session is yes. that <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what podcasting is. Sorry, continue. <laughs> we'll come. Do we have? We got an hour next week too. Is that? <laughs> it's fifty minutes. Still on the schedule. <laughs> I think we maybe need two sessions this week. Yeah, maybe. Did you hang up on him? No, I just told him I, I had to go. I had to put kids to bed. It was it was near bedtime, and so I was like, you know, what? we just got to leave it there. I can't I can't keep doing this, and I you know you're gonna do what you're gonna do, and you know, so I I just was I was very very angry uh i kept relatively calm on the phone but i was very inside internally very very upset i knew something was up you did show prep this week so (laughs) i mean i told him on the phone i was like you know get the shot thank trump for it i don't care if that's what it takes to get you to get the shot sing his praises I, i i really don't care all i want you to do is get the shot the bottom line is yes i am not the best messenger for, for this particular message, but we we have to find a way to reach people like my dad and convince them to do the thing that's going to protect them and all of us. And if so, if anybody out there knows how to do that. Uh, what, you know. Do you think like Uncle, maybe Uncle Tortilla would be a good messenger? <laughs> hey, I mean, he normally talks to kids, but he could do seniors too. <laughs> hey, seniors. <laughs> He did a whole um, he did a whole PSA uh, Christmas poem for you about the coronavirus. He did. That was a really good one too, actually. Mm. You, should, you should write another one <laughs> to your dad. <laughs> to my dad, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just think that we're in a lot of trouble here. I, we're we're going to see resurgence because we're going to have variants that maybe aren't the, the va- vaccines are not as effective against. We're going to see. We've already seen the relaxing of restrictions. In Texas and Florida and other places, and and people are gathering in ways that they haven't been for a year, despite the fact that we're not in a position where herd immunity has really kicked in. Yes, the appetite for COVID restrictions is almost non-existent uh, within the right, and it's also becoming less and less prevalent, even among more moderate and and liberal or progressive people. It's everyone's sick of being locked inside their houses and i get it i'm sick of being locked inside my house too and i'm i'm a person who likes being locked inside my house most of the time i just want to be able to go to the movies i want to be able to see friends and hang out with friends and you know yeah i don't have a i don't have a ton of friends that i'm close enough that i want to go hang out with them all the time but the ones that i do want to see i i want to go see them right and and i get that there's that's a point where i i can have empathy this reliance on bullshit from fox news i i I, I struggle with that. I understand it's what they believe, but... The problem, and it rests at the feet of your father's lord and savior, Donald Trump, 
is that Trump went to great lengths to politicize COVID-19 because he thought it made him look bad yep. as president. So because it became so deeply political, yeah, it's, it's, tribal it's ingrained now, now yeah. in 35-ish percent, if not more, of the population. Yep. I was, I mean, we were walking around our baseball tournament this weekend, the whole instigator for the stupid phone call in the first place. And our team is wearing masks. Our fans are wearing masks. Not an, still not a mask in sight at any at any other group of people out there. You're in a red state, mostly red state. Yeah, reddish. Yeah, reddish. So that's unsurprising. But that, it speaks to my point that former asshole in chief Donald Trump politicized this, and now now we have this problem of people are vaccine hesitant because he drove that narrative, and then well, we already had a problem with people who would be vaccine hesitant to begin with, right? Yeah, I mean that, that's not a new thing. It's just. So much of a larger percentage of the population. Oh, when ten percent you... were never going to get it. Exactly. My mother and my sister, devout anti-vaxxers, were never going to get it. Right. I, that was not going to happen. How do we fix that, though? Well, we're about to spend a billion dollars. I Maybe. don't think it's going to be all that effective. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. I don't know how you deprogram. I'm not a exit counselor. Right. Which we talked about last week. The kids out there, if you're looking for a career, exit counselor seems like a pretty safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of work. A lot of them in the near future. I just don't know how much how much eagerness there will be for people to exit as they're as they're they keep cementing themselves more and more in these little their fake realities, which is constructed just to agree with whatever they believe. They don't get facts, so unless we fix that, I hate that everything kind of boils down to that. But that's where that's that's where we are in 2021, and it's terrifying. That's true. You could because you can't have a conversation with a person who has a different set of facts. No, you're right. You're right. And if anything you say to them is, oh, that's fake. That's their entire rebuttal. Yeah. You're a sheep. That's fake. <laughs> There's no conversation to be had. They have had. nothing to offer. Exactly. We, we had some of those on our Facebook page just this week. We sure did. We're very much in that vein of you're sheeple. You don't, you don't know facts. You don't know what you're talking about. And offering nothing in return beyond the rejection of what we presented. And quite frankly, if they were to offer a link, it would be to some unverified wild conspiracy theory site. Yeah. Or an anti-vaxxer site or a YouTube video if it hadn't been taken down yet. Truth.patriot.org. Yeah. So, again, you can't have a conversation. This is bringing me down, Tino. This is really bringing me down. Well. Do we have something in the close that's going to be like, like fun at least? This is your show. <laughs> Well, then let's let's say that, yes, we have something in the close. It's going to be fun. OK, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Hey, FNFers, Judson here. Tino and I are always looking to interact more with our fantastic audience. If you have questions, ideas, complaints, or just need a friend, you can reach out to us at factsandfriends at gmail.com. That's facts, the letter N, friends at gmail. And if you want to make a more intimate connection, I'm on Twitter at the fault in my arse. Again, the fault, the letter N, my arse. And you can find Tino at Uncle Tortilla. We can't wait to hear from you. Well, as always, we've saved everyone's favorite part of the show for the last. Nothing about this show is as always. You're right. This is this is all backwards. This is all wrong. I hope we have a lot of Judson stands among our listeners. But we are still doing the begging. That's 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 where we are right now. Oh, begging. We 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 make no money from this show, much okay. to my chagrin. It costs us money to make this show. It does. You would not believe how much. Uh, it, we won't get into it. <laughs> all we humbly 
and oh so clumsily ask you is to spread the word about this little podcast, this this new thing we're trying to get off the ground to your friends and family. Justin, it's not that new anymore. We're almost done with season one. We've got five more episodes. Yeah, 80% there. All right. All right. To this old podcast, please, please send our old <laughs> podcast old to podcast. your friends and family. It refuses to get a COVID vaccine. This, this mature, well-aged podcast. <laughs> Now, I know that we've, as we just mentioned, that we're you know, almost done with season one. We hopefully will have some great things for you in season two. But it would be just a huge help if you just let... Not hopefully, Judson. We'll definitely have great things for them in season two. What kind of salesperson are you? I'm a bad one. I have. I, I thought we've covered this. I'm terrible at sales. You know what? After that last segment, I'm not getting the vaccine now. I was going to. <laughs> you talked me out of it. I told you I'm bad at this. <laughs> I am bad at these conversations, clearly. <laughs> Ah, uh, so what's going on in season two? You were saying uh, that we're gonna have more stuff, good stuff coming in season two. I'm gonna I'm gonna make Tino write song parodies for season two, like you would not believe. So anyway, it'd just be a huge help if you just let people know about our our, our old, crusty, terribly terribly mature and aged show. Five star reviews are a great help. <laughs> what? Not. Okay. Those two sentences back to back tickled me. Okay. Our show is terrible. Give us a five star review. Terribly aged. Terribly aged. Terribly aged. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, five star reviews are a great help. If you haven't left one already, please do so. Uh, we, we really thank everyone who has or will. It just really does help us a lot. And let us know, like, if you like this format of Judson hosting, I love not. It's a lot less work for me <laughs> if I don't have to host. I can just react, I can pour myself a drink. I can tell you it's 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 not my favorite. I think we should probably move back to the original when we did this. So none of us like hosting. <laughs> if you want to host the show, send us a DM. <laughs> Apparently, we don't want to do it. We do like getting messages though on our, our on our Facebook page. You can send us a, a direct message. You can leave a comment on the show or any of the things we post. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at facts and friends at facts the letter N and friends. Uh, individually, you can reach me on Twitter at. The fault and my arse. Thought it was taken in the arse. That is not. That is not accurate. Oh, never, never was. Boy, that's such a funny joke. <laughs> so, so funny. Not homophobic or anything. And Tino, where can they reach you? At Uncle Tortilla. Got to the. Got to the voice, man. If you're gonna. What's the voice? The Uncle Tortilla character. You just did. Oh, he has his own face. He has his own Twitter <laughs> account. What's What's his? I forgot his. It's at the real Uncle Tortilla. <laughs> Remember we made an at leather daddy? You did. You made an at leather daddy. Activist at activist leather daddy. You also have there the, was an um, activist mommy. Yeah, but you also have the other one, um, the can real canfap. Can yeah. No, it was called Fapus. Fapus? I thought it was the real canfap. No, so canfap yep. was the Canadian foreskin awareness okay. program. Right. I made the foreskin awareness program US called Fapus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is gonna make no sense to anyone. <laughs> it's fine everything's weird today just just lean into the weird tino hey judson hey tino i'm gonna like steal your thunder a little bit here please the do you like uh, do you like travel like when there's not a pandemic i was gonna say like right now no definitely not uh normally eh, depends on where but sure sometimes i like to travel to foreign countries i haven't been to a lot of them sure me either have you like what foreign countries have you been to i've really only been to mexico Oh, okay. Um, I've been to more than that. Okay. I've been to... Well, I guess Canada too, but I don't really count Toronto as a foreign country. <laughs> I mean, I've been to Canada, but I've been to Spain. 
I've been to Cuba. Okay. I've been to Guam. Wait, what? Gu- sorry, 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 Guam. You said, I think you said foreign countries. Yeah, listen. We believe our hard-earned tax dollars should just go for America, not for what? China, Russia, Everything. the Middle East, Guam, whatever. <laughs> that is my girl, Marjorie Taylor Greene. We each sort of adopted cute crazies from the Congress. Yep. You have Lauren Boebert, and I have Marjorie Taylor Greene, who apparently thinks Guam is a foreign country. It is not. It is a U.S. territory. (sighs) Yeah. um, Officials in Guam tried to send her history books. (laughs) I am still firmly of the opinion that a basic civics test should be a requirement to run for office. It's tricky. It's tricky. I, I get it. It's tricky. But it seems to me that a large percentage of our elected officials would not pass that. She also called uh, Representative Cicilline... Representative Mussolini. Yeah, I did see last that one. week. And apparently her own party is just kind of getting a little sick and tired of her. Yeah, it was like a big chunk of like 40 of them voted against her uh, effort to, to adjourn the House early. Right. To avoid a vote. And not only that, but the reason she called Cicilline Mussolini is that he was considering introducing a new House rule that would prevent people, would prevent Congress people who were not on committees from doing exactly what she keeps doing. <laughs> I so would only, love it. So it would only affect her. I'm sure she's not the only one that doesn't that isn't on a committee. Maybe, okay. Maybe she's not. Um, but the thing about Cicilline is that he's an Italian and a Jew. Yeah. And she calls him Mussolini, a fascist dictator in league with Adolf Hitler, who murdered six million Jews. Right. A, a, a fact which Cicilline pointed out to her via Twitter, I believe. Yeah, I pretty much just read his tweet. And possibly in person. But he ended his tweet by saying, Marjorie Taylor Greene can get lost. It's like, really? You should just say fuck right off. That's that's kind of weak. Yeah, I agree. You think Marjorie Taylor Greene's going to get the vaccine? No, definitely not. (laughs) Or no, wait. No, she'll get it, but she'll pretend like she didn't. Nah, she's a Q person. I'm sure she thinks there's a tracker in it. You're right. I I, I don't buy it. Well, okay. Take us out. Like, Like, kill us? Take, take us out and the show <laughs> oh 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 sorry uh i don't know how to do that i just say yep yep i, I can do it it's fine go ahead you do it well thank you all very much for listening to my i guess therapy session with tino this week i don't know what we call this episode did but you get my venmo request by the way t- <laughs> let me let me ch- oh you're charging way too much Okay. $17.76. We will talk about that later. Uh, So anyway, thank you again for listening and we will see you all next week. Take care. Wash your hands. Please get your vaccine. Yep. If you need to go potty, stop and go right away. Flush and wash and be on your way. 